The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time to look at the stories that jump from the back pages of our newspapers to the front page. When I arrived at dinner, I had asked him what they were doing that day. Did they go anywhere nice? And he's like, oh, we've just been drinking all day. Um, as the night progressed, there was more drink consumed and then more drunk that he got to then the point when we got back to the hotel, he was absolutely legless. I knew that my hangover was ridiculously bad and I hadn't been drinking all day. Um, I didn't start drinking until maybe 8 o'clock. So, you know, I'm absolutely not surprised when we didn't go. An eyewitness description of Marcus Rashford's bender in Belfast. Shane Hannon from Off the Ball joins me. It wouldn't be the first time a player went AWOL. No, it wouldn't, Pat. Legless, uh, the, the term used by there, there by the, the eyewitness, I suppose, in, in Belfast. And of course, Marcus Rashford was in Belfast for anyone who missed this story uh, on a what, what, what's been called a 12-hour tequila bender. Uh, he visited one of his t- uh, friends who has joined Larne up in the Northern Irish Premiership. Uh, Rashford and his girlfriend went over on a private plane had the night out. They first of all, met up with some of the Lauren players and his, and his friend. It was all very, very friendly and nice. And then, of course, it turned out into a, a bit of a bender. And, uh, of course, there's different reports coming out from it. From it. But, I mean, it's not really new in football or in sport at all, Pat. Um, the question is how the club deal with it and how clubs in the past have dealt with it. United have yeah. fined him two weeks' wages, which amounts to you know a hefty sum of money, £600,000. I was just working it out. If he had 20 shots of tequila, it's cost him 30 grand a shot. It's incredible, isn't it? And, and the, the thing is, though, as well, Marcus Rashford would have thought about this in advance. He made the decision to go over. He made the decision to go in and have a few drinks, more than a few drinks, it seems. Uh, and then, of course, he knew he had trained in the next morning, calls in sick. I think if I had uh, the day and night that Marcus Rashford had, I'd be sick as well and be calling in sick for work. Um, but it was one of those things that Eric Ten Hag has had to, again, speak out. And he was asked in the press conference the other day as well, well, what, how come your treatment of Jaden Sancho was different to your treatment of Marcus Rashford? Because Rashford has been in trouble before, late for a meeting, mm. and he was left out of a squad earlier on uh, last year. Um, but and and, Tarek, and then Tarek, at the nightclub on the the night they were beaten by Man City, of course, in Chinatown in, Ma- in Manchester. So uh, Tarek, Ten Hag has said, "Well, Jaden Sancho went public, so that was his uh, his very quick way of uh, calming it all down." But. It's not the first time footballers have been in trouble, Pat, and it seems yeah. to happen quite often, certainly at the top tier. Now, I don't know how often they drink during the season. I mean, Jack Grealish would have uh, the reputation of being something of a party animal. Jack Grealish would have definitely a reputation. Now, the, the thing is here, Pat, and I would definitely highlight this as well, Jack Grealish has the reputation of a party animal. He was once he once crashed his car. There was uh, rumours of, of drink driving and that sort of thing. Um, but the, the thing with Jack Grealish is he's celebrating usually massive victories. The Euros <laughs> might be over. Manchester City might have won the treble. Which, in, in all honesty, I think merits a little bit of celebration. You see GA players after they win the All-Irelands going on two, three-day f- more benders. Perhaps they go off on the summer holidays as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack Grealish, the comparison with, with him and Marcus Rashford is okay. Yet, Marcus Rashford is right in the middle of a season. A season where he's been very poor compared to his own high standards. And in which Manchester United have been absolutely woeful. So, not the time to do it, one would imagine. Now, it's not without precedent in Manchester United. There was a gang of drinkers at the time Ferguson took over and Paul McGrath has mm. talked about about that. Whereas Jack put his arm around Paul and protected Paul. He was talking about it recently on The Late Late Show. Ferguson just wanted shut of the, the, the lot of them. But I mean, in United, they've, they've had other troubles too. Eric Omar. Oh, and Cantona has got involved with a fan in the front row. 
The press box at Selhurst Park is basically on the halfway line, but at the back. And suddenly, I'm looking down, and you see a figure moving rapidly down. And it's obvious he's saying something confrontational. Lad came down and gave him apparently dog's abuse. And he just thought, no, you're not getting away with it. Oh, this is outrageous. He's just kind of taken aback by what you're seeing. You see him kind of launch himself into the into the crowd, and you're like, wow. Manchester United has today suspended Eric Cantona from all first-team matches for the remainder of the 1994-95 season. <laughs> so there we it brings us all back. Kung Fu Cantona. But I forgot how iconic it all was. And then, of course, Cantona comes into the press conference and he says, seagulls follow the trawler because they think fish will be thrown into the sea. And the whole thing is, is bonkers. The thing is, Alex Ferguson loved Eric Cantona because of his maverick nature. In some no. ways, he used to come into the dressing room and if Cantona had a poor game, shout at someone else. He was actually shouting at Cantona, but he didn't want to shout directly at Eric Cantona. He was just, you know, had him under his wing. With people like Jack Grealish, then you've, you've players who are, who are uh, bad guys on the pitch as well, Pat. Duncan Ferguson comes to mind as an absolute hard man who would be hard as nails. Vinnie Jones was someone who would go out and, and break your legs if he could. There was the famous slip of, of, of John Giles as well, I think, uh, who's a regular and off the ball and on News Talk, punching Kevin Keegan. I think it was an FA Charity Shield match or, or certainly an FA Cup game. Um, punches him, referee comes over, John apologises and it's like, oh, go on with it. I don't even know if he got a yellow card. But th- football has changed and sport has changed. But these bad guys never seem to change. Yeah. Uh, from John on the WhatsApp, he said, God be with the days when first division footballers considered 10 points a quiet night. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, And the, the argument is there, Pat, as well. Should these young footballers be allowed to go out and enjoy themselves? They earn a lot of money. They want to spend the money in some ways, shapes and form. Now, maybe they could do it in the off-season, but uh, like the likes of Marcus, Ra- Marcus Rashford, he's not the first, and he most certainly will not be the last to go on absolute benders mid-season. Yeah. Um, there are people, obviously, who have drink problems, like George Best uh, famously, uh, Gaza mm. famously have drink problems, and that's a different kind of thing. In a, in a way, you know, Best's troubles started when he was uh, a pin-up, yeah. basically, and uh, developed a fondness for the gargle, which might have happened anyway. Exactly. Uh, a fondness for the drink, a fondness for women, and, and, and things that, that, in some ways, you could say distracted him. But then you look at the way he performed when he was on the pitch, and maybe it didn't quite distract him. Uh, it would distract some other people in, in different ways. Tiger Woods was someone as well. And there are often substances involved with all of these incidents. Tiger Woods famously at the press conference where he had to apologise for, for all his infidelity. Um, Tiger, like I mean, like even footballers like George Best, Set, set an example to young people and they possibly don't realise it at the time Alex Higgins is an example in snooker as well who possibly couldn't go out and, and play snooker unless he had a couple of drinks on board as well it's probably a different type of bad boy this decision by by the likes of Marcus Rashford is is exactly that it's a decision by a footballer but in the past you might have had to have a, a very vigilant paparazzo uh, to catch someone in action uh, but nowadays, everybody has a mobile phone. Well, this is the thing. Everybody has a camera. So these guys, they live in a very a stressed environment, I think. They yeah. really can't have a good time without somebody reporting it. I'm not sure did Marcus Rashford think Belfast was on the moon or something. But he, he probably thought, well, Belfast, no one's going to recognise me in Belfast, not realising that uh, half the city are Manchester United fans, you'd imagine. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, that this, certainly the cell phones is one thing that, that footballers have to be more conscious and aware of. 
Marcus Rashford doesn't get on with Eric Ten Hag. That that much appears clear. Certainly, he did not get on with Jaden Sancho, Eric Ten Hag. Um, it sets a bad precedent. Ineos are coming on board now as well, talking about changing the culture at Old Trafford. I mean, this is one very obvious example of culture changes that are that are very much needed. Paul Pogba was was another player who yeah. kind of did not exactly toe the line and, and paid with with his position at the club. So Rashford would want to be very very careful, or his his legacy at Old Trafford will be uh, diminished. You'd imagine. Shane Hannon from Off the Ball. Thank you very much. Now a reminder that our items are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.